Welcome back to the Killer Bees Nuts. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Here's Joel Blank and that Jeremy Branham guy. Tony 22 gave uh, Steve Hollingsworth joke an eight and a half. A whole two points higher than I graded y'all earlier and one and a half points more than I've ever rated Pac-Man's show. Because Tony's a kiss ass. Uh, not to you. <laughs> no, not to me. That's true. <laughs> He's blank. I'm Branham. Uh, it's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. So one of the things we've been looking at very closely when it comes to the Houston Texans is their soft schedule. They have a soft schedule. Uh, there's no beating around the bush about that. They have a soft mm-hmm. schedule. And coming off the bye, they were 3-3. Three and three. And the way that we were breaking it down is, let's look at these next three-game pockets. And you just work your way down the list. Three-game pocket, three-game pocket, three-game pocket, and that gets you into the final two games of the NFL season. And all we asked the Houston Texans to do was go two and three in these three-game pockets, and they're probably going to make the playoffs, maybe win their division. They helped Jacksonville lost this past week. Now, the Texans didn't get off to a great start after the bye in this three-game pocket because they lost at Carolina. Not what we expected. But because you won at Cincinnati, it makes up for that. You also beat Tampa Bay. So this first three-game pocket, you did what you had to do. Mm-hmm. You won two of the three games. You're now 5-4 and four on the season. So let's look at the next three-game pocket for the Houston Texans. Winnable games. Now, like we mentioned earlier, uh, maybe getting these teams at the wrong time. Like Arizona would have been a nice opponent to face three weeks ago week three week four yeah, yeah pretty much just not this week uh then you've played denver in three weeks and denver's playing better football sean payton starting to figure some things out but the next three games are all at home that bodes well for you you're home versus arizona and even though they got kyler murray back you're favored in that game you take on jacksonville which i'm gonna be curious where that line's at i would guess that jacksonville might be favored a, a little bit two? yeah i would say that like one or tight. two yeah I and mean, i think that's the like the margin like texans favored by two jacksonville favored by two yeah. that four point yep. margin uh, but you went in jack you went into jacksonville week three and you won by 20 points uh, the division lead might be on the line a week from this sunday on november 26th and then you're home for denver so like this three-game pocket I can see the Texans taking two or three, however you slice it, however you get it done. Arizona, Jacksonville, Denver, all at home. It should be a two and one. You're right. The thing that we were talking about both off air and as we brought came on air was the fact that Denver still needed time to work some things out. But what we saw last night was a serviceable Russell Wilson and a Sean Payton effect starting to work on how it translates to how they're playing football, just like the Cardinals getting Kyler Murray back. Those are teams that at the start of the season, when we were looking at the schedule, were like, W, W, no problem. But on the flip side, Jacksonville was supposed to be a problem. Jacksonville's a playoff team last year. Jacksonville, uh, another year into Doug Peterson and, and Trevor Lawrence, with all the weapons that they have, is supposed to be better. But yet here we are in what might turn out to be one of the biggest games, if not the biggest game of the season for the Texans, especially coming off a win against Cincinnati, is you've had their number. You have basically owned them over the last several meetings. And... You stomp them in the first meeting. So now you're going to play them again. You know they're going to have the red ass. You know everything's going to be on the line. But if you come come ready to play that game and play your best game, that's a stretch where two and one is definitely gettable. But there's a chance that you could run the table on these yeah. three games. Yeah, I, I I think so too. I think that it is it is possible. And I, I would even say that the Jacksonville game has more. There's more like they all matter, right? They're all one game in the NFL season, but that Jacksonville game is kind of worth two because you win, yeah. Jacksonville loses. Uh, Arizona is a you know an NFC opponent, so that game you know has no tiebreaker implications. But still, you look at that three game pocket. I think it's gettable. I think you can take two of three from that three game pocket. So now you're at seven and five. Next three game pocket after that. 
And this one might be a little bit more challenging because it includes some road games. You go at New York, which, you know, mediocre team, defense. below average team, really good defense. I don't think Aaron Rodgers, even though he's trying to get back in a hurry, will be Stop ready it. for that one. He said like mid-December. That's December He started 10th. to reel that back in, too. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we see Aaron Rodgers in that game. So you're still getting a poor quarterback. Maybe it's Zach Wilson. Maybe it's not Zach Wilson. But at New York in that one. Then you go to Tennessee, and Tennessee's not playing very good football right now. Uh, will Levis, very much a rookie QB, hasn't played well in his last two games. That's a winnable game. Then you're home for Cleveland, which everyone's going to have that one circled. Christmas Eve, you have Deshaun Watson. I think, again, that's feasible to take two of three in that three-game pocket. It definitely is. It's definitely more challenging. But, again, there's a lot more that could be riding on the line, too, that could ramp up you know, your, your ability to get motivated for those games. Not that you're not already going to be motivated, but you already know Deshaun Watson coming in uh, on a holiday it's a big attention-grabbing game. It wasn't a year ago when he and when he made his comeback. Now it's going to have a ton of meaning, and, and it's going to be a, a game that's going to be real interesting to see because you're talking about, from the standpoint of the games you just rattled off, better defenses. I mean, if nothing else, you're going to be challenged offensively because you're going to face better defenses. Tennessee, known for their defense over the last several years, but you know what the Jets bring defensively no matter how bad their offense has been. And then you realize that Cleveland, uh, along with Miles Garrett and some of the guys that they have in their secondary, they bring it every single game. They have a really good defense. So your offense is going to be challenged, and it's going to be interesting to see how Bobby and CJ match up with those those really kind of better defenses in the league. Take two or three in this pocket of games. Take two or three in that second pocket of games, which I agree with you. It's, a little bit, it's more challenging than this first pocket, especially because you have two road games where you're home for all three in these. But if you go two and three in both of those pockets, like or two of three, you go two and one, you're you're nine and six. You're nine wins. You might need just one more win to get into the playoffs. Depending on how the Jacksonville game goes and what Jacksonville does down the stretch, you might need one more game to win the AFC South. This is attainable because the schedule's soft. And the final two games of the year, home for Tennessee at Indy, who knows where they're going yeah, to be. It might not mean anything. You could be nine and six. All you gotta do is take two of three in these three game pockets, and they're not daunting. They really aren't. You go into the final two games, home for Tennessee, at Indy. You probably only need one of those games to make the playoffs. It looks favorable. For yeah, the I think 10 really is the does. magic number, and I think it's any way you get there. So I think that as much as I think that the first pocket coming up is the best chance to win all three, I think the second pocket, there's a chance you could go one and two. That and would we, stink. And we know that they have a they have a, pendency, uh, a tendency sometimes to slip up like the Carolina game when you think that they should win, but they can also step up big when you didn't expect, like last week, them to come out with the dominating performance to beat a team at the caliber of, of Cincinnati. So you look at it and say, well, as long as those last two games are at the end of the season where if you only need one of those games, mm-hmm. you don't have to go 3-0 and in this next pocket, but I think there's a pretty solid bet you could get to 2-1. and then even if you go one and two, those last two games are might, still winnable games. Not, you're looking at 88 and seven, need to win both of those two. And I think they're very winnable. It's hard to look at the schedule, even if you're not taking two of three in these next two, three-game pockets. But if you go two and one in the first one, one and two in the second one, you're going to be in week 17 of the NFL season in the playoff hunt. Yep. And it's hard to imagine a scenario where you're not no, in the playoff hunt. I think last week solidified the fact they're going to be in the That's mix insane. the rest of the season. And it feels I think so weird to say this. It really does. And again, I'm the first to admit, I did not see this coming. I thought that it was way too soon, no matter how much I liked the progress they were making, and they got the right coach. When you look at what, what we're talking about now and the fact that they turned the corner enough, it's a combo platter, right? We already knew the schedule was going to be soft, and it was one of the softer schedules in the league. 
But you take that in combination with beating Cincinnati, getting off to the start that they got, some other key good wins early in the year, and setting a tone with Jacksonville, who was supposed to be head and shoulders to favor to win the division. And now you say, it's all right there for the taking. It's not like you need help from this team and that team, and you got to play out of your mind in one of these two or three weeks to maybe get an outside chance to get in. You almost are at the point where you control your own destiny to say, if we just do what we're supposed to do against teams we're supposed to beat, we should be in the playoffs at the end of the year. One seven seven nine. Can y'all stop saying pocket? Okay, we're done. We won't say pocket anymore. Uh, let's look back at these quarterbacks here, Blanker. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Uh, we talked about Arizona a little bit. Atlanta. Do you, do you think that they move on? We can just throw both of their quarterbacks into the mix here. We can throw Ritter and Heineke into the mix they used here. Them both last week. I think that they move on from. I, I think they have a different starter than what they currently have. Whether it's Ritter or Heineke, I think I don't Ritter's going to be on the roster next year. I think and, he'll be on the and roster. I think they might even do a Davis Mills type thing where they're not going to tell him he's not going to be. The starter and they make it look like a competition. Yeah, but who cares about that? Is right. he your week but, one starter? But I think that he's going to be on the roster and he's going to be one of their quarterbacks. I think Heineke's a guy that I, I think he, I don't think he's bad. I just think that I think he, he's a he, backup. I, I think that he might be a career backup, but I think when he started, he he's actually gotten wins for Washington. I think that he's looked good in spurts for Atlanta. And I think that another team could do a lot worse, but he's more like what's going on in Indianapolis right now, where you get a Gardner Minshew that in a four or five game pocket can start for you, yeah. but, but he's probably going to be a backup. I mean, it was a long way to say they're going to get a new quarterback. Okay, sorry. <laughs> like, I think they have a new starter next year. Yeah. I think it might be Ryan Tannehill. Maybe. Reunited uh, with Arthur Smith. Yeah, maybe. Depends the only thing I can say is they're the so too, young yeah. with all their skill position players and everything like that that I'm not sure that they want a veteran like that old. I think it's Justin. Mm. Ooh, Justin Fields goes so home. So Chicago has a That's new a pretty good call. Yeah. That's, well, I think I kinda, Chicago's easy. I kind of like that. Oh, look, if you're going to be first offense with run Fields? first offense, Bijan Robinson, Justin Fields, like he can probably complete passes to Kyle Pitts at least. Like he's good with Cole Komet now. Yeah. Like the one guy he can find. But can he complete passes to Jano Smith? Probably. That's the more important question. That's a here. good question. Can he hand it off to Tyler Algier in the red zone, not Bijan Robinson? Well, he better not do that because I'm <laughs> anti Arthur Smith. So Chicago moves on from Phillips. Chicago's oh, looking no at a new starter next see, year. I could see Jordan Love in Atlanta because I don't. I'm not, I, I think Jordan Love could be elsewhere next I, year. I feel like if Jordan Love's not the starter in Green Bay, he's, he's not starting anywhere. I feel like he's in Houston uh, as a roughneck. Yeah, I feel. Hey, I like, what's his contract? So this is. Oh, this his, is it. I thought he had signed an extension. No, they gave him the the one year. They picked up the option at twenty. They gave him a big monster for one year. That's a weird to go in the year with a quarterback who's on the final year. Yeah. Yeah, so Green Bay's looking at a new quarterback. You think yep. this is it for Jordan Love? I, especially, especially if they keep tanking, because right now, I, I was joking with Joe at the start of the season that we might be in the Caleb Williams mix too. But as bad as they've played, including recently, and with Arizona winning last week, I mean, Carolina, Arizona, the Bears, and the Packers are all in the mix for a top three or four pick and where it doesn't have to be. Yeah, and New England. It doesn't have to be where you get to number one, but I think the, I think they're going to be quarterback hunting in the top five. Denver. I'm going to say no. I think the contract's too big, right? Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to pay him to... I think they're also winning too much. That's the bigger thing, too. I thought early, I thought when they started just basically kicking veterans to the curb, I thought this was Peyton's one chance to be able to salvage, no matter what they're paying Russ, by getting another quarterback in-house by drafting them. Then they went and won a couple of games that you didn't think they were going to win, and now suddenly they're in a position where they're not going to be where they wanted to be if they wanted to draft a quarterback. I, I say they stay with Russ. Aiden O'Connell in Vegas. He's the starter next year. Oh, they're year. moving on. I, I don't think, know. I think he is the starter next year. I don't. I think they'll roll one more year off because like, not everyone can get a new quarterback. So, like, mm-hmm. It's just it's I Mark know, Davis. Though. Now, 10 started. 10, 10 QB changes happened last year, so 10 out of 32. 
That's a lot. But like, it's Mark Davis. We're it's five. Vegas. They're looking for a splash. I, I just think he'll be on the roster. I don't think he's going to be the starter. Okay, he's a pretty high draft pick. Like, I mean, like he's what third rounder? I thought he was later than that. Or was he, was he later than that? But like Purdue, right? If mm-hmm. I think he's the same exact situation as Desmond Ritter. Fourth. I thought it was a fifth. So it, split the difference. It, it, it like if you're gonna like what Atlanta did with Desmond Ritter, I think makes sense. Give him a shot. I think see he what could, happens, and then move on. I do the exact same thing with Aiden O'Connell. It depends on the pick good. too. Like if they have if they have a shot at Caleb or Drake, they pick him. Mm-hmm. But yes. if they don't, then it's probably Aiden. I and I'm at the point mix. now where like I think part of the hard part of this conversation, I don't see the third quarterback anymore. Like I, if you want to take 29 year old Bo Nix or whatever he is, like you don't like Penix? good luck. I like Penix too, but they're both so old. Yeah, I think they're gonna be like Both's late first rounders. He's probably like 24, 25. They're, yeah, they're both like 24, 25. I, I just could, I don't see. I could see Penix. I, I I could see Jordan Love in Vegas. <sighs> Honestly, like the way you want to get rid of him, I don't know how you see him anywhere. I know, me too. Because I'm looking for I'm looking at Mark Davis, looking for a, a somewhat of a name at quarterback. That's not a name if he gets cut after like if he gets Green Bay lets him go after a year as a starter. Still a relevant name in the NFL instead of Aiden then you O'Connell. keep him. You keep him as a starter in Green Bay. I don't want anything to do with Jordan Love. You're doing what fantasy football owners do. The Raiders have to do some pretty stupid things. You're doing what fantasy football owners do, where you want to trade a player, and you don't like the player, and then you're telling the other general manager, oh, he's great. He's fantastic. I see some pretty he's going to be outstanding for you. Fo- football minds <laughs> in the NFL to where I've seen a lot worse happen than going out and taking Jordan Love with the Raiders. I, I don't. I don't think that Love's going to be a starter anywhere. I, I feel like if he does, it'd be Green Bay, and I don't think he'll be a starter mm-hmm. there. Kirk Cousins is the starter in Minnesota next year. No, New but he in- will be a starter somewhere in the league. I think it's in Minnesota. I think they bring him back. I think. Yeah, I think they won too many games. Think the injury I has lead- anything to do with that? Um, they should probably get him cheap. Right. The injury. That's what I'm saying. They'll get him cheaper. And he gets to play for another year plus, knowing that he was really starting to come into his own and he was moving that offense a little bit. Mac Jones a starter in New England? No way. I don't think so. New, New York Giants? They need somebody. They're looking at the draft. Daniel Jones' contract's so big. But, I think but, they keep him. But if, but if they're picking in the top two... They're going to take a quarterback yeah, and quarterback. groom him for a year. I don't even think they groom him for a year. Yeah, I, I think he's the him. starter. Okay, yeah, maybe. and maybe the Daniel Jones has to stay on the roster, depending on whatever the buyout is of that contract or whatever. Uh, Seattle with Gino? Do they move on? No. I don't think that they can. I'm a no. Tampa well. with Baker. Yes. If think, they can. It I depends think on who's them. there. I think they keep them. I think it depends on who's there. If they if it's a clear upgrade, free agency or otherwise, I think, and, or with long-term future um, implications, I think they would try to move on. But if not, he's been fairly effective. Yeah, they've their record's pretty good. And they mm-hmm. might win that division. The division's wide open. He hurt his thumb last week, Carolina. but he's finding Evans and he's moving the football. Last one. Washington with Sam Howell. I don't think they should be good. I don't think they're going to move on from him. I don't think they should be on this list. I think it depends on the coach. That's the thing. He's been good. It depends on who they hire as the coach and if the coach is hell bent on bringing in his own guy. Like the coach is the wild card here. If I if you told me that Rivera staying, the enemy staying, I would say no chance. Sam Howell, he's the starter next year. If Bill Belichick's traded to the Commanders, I don't have no no idea what he's going to. Maybe he wants to bring in Bailey Zappi to be a starter. I think it would depend on if if they could get the enemy to stay. Finally. Yeah, uh, that would be interesting. All right, 713-780-ESPN. Cash them or trash them? What are your hot takes? What are your overreactions? Do you want the Killer Bees to cash or trash? We have ours as well. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Hey, before we go to the break, tell you about my good friend, Doc Linville. Doc Linville, best in the business at the Neograph Procedure. If you don't know what it is, but you've been experiencing pattern baldness, you've gone completely bald, don't think you can get your hair back, and you're tired of trying all the gimmicky stuff that really doesn't work, 
The Neograph procedure could be exactly what you're looking for. And as a listener to ESPN 97.5, you can check it out for absolutely free. Go to 975hair.com right now. Check it out. See what it's all about. Literally, Doc Linville said, I want to talk to Joel one day. I want to explain something to him. So I sat down with Doc, and he said, do you know what the procedure is? I said, I have no idea. He said, do you realize that all the hair on the sides and the back of your head, no matter how bald you go in the front or up on top, is always going to be there. Genetically, you're never going to lose the hair on the sides and the back of your head. And I literally didn't, I had never heard that. I had no idea. As he explained the procedure further and showed me how no matter where those follicles are moved, it's still from an area that's never going to go away. They're going to last. They're going to be there. They're going to get stronger and longer, and they're going to be around. So that's why he puts them where you need the most. He repurposes them. And it's an amazing procedure. It was painless for me. It was fantastic. And I saw the results almost immediately. But in six to nine months, with that hair getting stronger and longer, you're going to see true results, and you're going to get your hair back. And with that self-confidence, and you're going to like the way you look, it's absolutely a game changer, and it's all for you. 975hair.com. Set up a free consultation. It's free for you. Normally, it's 150 bucks. You listen to us. You go to him. You get the consultation for free. No signing on the dotted line. No money out of pocket. Ask questions. Get answers. See if you are the next in line to get the neograph like I did. I couldn't be happier. I think Doc's the best in the business. Check him out today. Go to 975hair.com. Prepare for overreaction on my mark. It's that time of the week. Where overreactions are not only welcome, they're celebrated. They say Muhammad Ali was the greatest of all time, but he never fought Cassius Clay. It's Cashem or Trashem with the Killer Bees. This is your hot take. Hmm. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. All right. What do you want us to cash or trash of yours? 713 780 ESPN, HRMP listener line, 713 780 3776. He's blank. Important. He's blank. I'm Branham. <laughs> Why don't you lead us off today, Joe? What do you want us to cash or trash? We'll go. Uh, we'll reverse engineer this son of a gun. The Cubs are going to sign Shohei Otani. Trash. What? I have a terrible feeling about where Shohei trash. lands. You think it's in Arlington? Terrible feeling. You think it's Shohei. Arlington? Uh, I think really? A really good chance. It's a really good chance. Oh, that's all pull for the Cubs, then. It would be, yeah. I hope he lands in Chicago. <laughs> I, I, I do see, want him in the National League. Yeah, I'd like him in the National League, and I could see the Cubs now. They went out and made Council the highest-paid manager in the game, and they know that in the market that they're in, that there's a desperate need for them to continue to get better. I could see that, and they've saved money in the past with some of the guys they've unloaded, avoiding big contracts. I could see him doing this. No, I'm going to cash it. I could see it. I just don't think he lands there. I think, I think they'll be in the mix. Honestly, I, I really think they get either Otani or Soto. The well, that's going to require a trade. Yeah, no, I know. Well, think, they're talking big they're about gonna do Soto. They're going to do something big this offseason. You think they're, they're, they're going to trade Soto? Padres, yes. that's the big conversation see, right now. I don't, honestly, I don't think they're going to trade him. I think they. I think if they do, it's going to be before the deadline. What's hard about the Padres stuff is is kind of what happened today. Like yep. they, they had to take out a bunch of money to pay these guys, but then today, unfortunately, their owner passed yeah. away. And it's like, I, does someone come in immediately just like blow up the team? To, to make he's, payroll? He's or? from the O'Malley family that used to own the Dodgers. So he's from, like, bloodlines of, like, ownership and tons of money in baseball. And he was, I mean, he was obviously the guy that spearheaded going gung-ho with spending all this cash. That That's going to be a real interesting variable, how they handle it going forward. Yeah, whoever takes over is going to make a lot of decisions there that could impact Soto and could keep Soto there. Uh, who knows? All right, Blankers, what do you want to cash or trash? Cash or trash, the one we've been talking about. It's a possibility, but is it a probability? The Texans win the division. Um, I'm going to trash it. I don't think trash. that they... 
I think they're going to make the playoffs. I do too. I don't think they're they're going to win the division. I think Jacksonville is going to squeak it out over the Texans. But the AFC South gets two playoff teams. Texans yeah, that make was, the playoffs, but don't win the division. That was my gut feeling because even in the conversation as it related to CJ. I just think making the playoffs is enough, and that's such a big accomplishment for this team this year and all the things that they're doing. I just don't see them finding the path to getting all the way on top. Joe? I'm going to cash it. Ooh. I think... A week from now is huge. Trevor Lawrence, he's a turnover machine. I just... I think he's going to... They're playing really poor on offense, and I don't think it's going to get much better. I think they are going to play themselves out of the playoffs. So, C.J. Stroud, your MVP. I don't think so. First rookie since Jim Brown. Honestly, like you brought up 2012, and I feel like CJ Stroud will finish could finish third. That either Hurts or Mahomes will finish in the top two. I think we might get a wild card this year. I don't. Like a- what do you, what's AJ the wild Brown? Card? Oh, I don't think so. Or I don't Tyree. think so. MVP is the quarterback award. Like, that's the what, first. That's the last MVP, by the way, too. That was a non quarterback. Was AP? Was, was AP but like that's well. what I think. That's what AJ Brown and. If there was ever an argument, I think those guys are making the case. AJ Brown, there's not enough hype around what he's doing. I don't think enough he's people going for are like 150. Every I know, but week. I don't think enough people, even nationally, he gets buried by the Eagles and their team record and all the weapons on their team. I don't think he gets enough love. Yeah, I'll just I'll give credit to the voters for being more intelligent than the general population and like Mike Greenberg. <laughs> they voted Justin Fields as top ten MVP. One person did. Right there, you go. Those are the voters. But this is also the first time they've had the opportunity to do that. The um. The odds right now, the latest odds, the the I guess the most favored non quarterback is Christian McCaffrey. At that plus, makes, and it's plus three thousand. That he's, makes sense. He's eighth on the list behind seven quarterbacks. Like the the NFL MVP is the best quarterback award. And the NFL Offensive Player of the Year is the best non quarterback award. They yeah. almost should change the name yeah. of these things. I, I they really should. Stroud is sixth right now in MVP voting, according to Vegas. I think that's this, low. Sorry. See, the one thing you don't want to do that we were talking about earlier that I forgot to mention is don't pull a Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has been the favorite, I think, three or four times to win the MVP after all the way through the midway point. And Russell Wilson's found a way to give away well, the award all four times. The biggest difference between like then and now, though, is like when they used to do that. Like Even like if you go back to 2012, you look at what Andrew Luck did. He had this incredible year, but they only voted for one person. And now you vote one through five or yeah. one. Oh, did they three. change it this year? They changed it last year. That's why Fields got That's a why vote. Phil, he got a fifth place vote. I think he got like a third or fifth place vote. Which he is... did not get a number one vote. Right. So, so they like, vote for the top five guys. I think so. I think that's what I think it's, it's top three or top five. So that's where is the big difference. Like CJ Stroud is absolutely going to finish in the top ten in the MVP race this year. Yeah. Because he's going to get votes, but how many first place votes would he get? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I'll cash or trash this. Josh Allen is overrated. Cash. Yeah, you got to cash it. Yeah, I mean, finally yeah, convinced y'all. I, 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 yeah. yeah, it took a while because I was definitely fighting you on this one. But you last should night, listen to me quicker. I've been right no, about everything. No, that's not true. Uh, that was an embarrassment last night, and I think that the scapegoat was was firing your offensive coordinator. I, I don't think that that you know. And Joe even said it on Twitter. I mean, you don't fire a guy because it's his fault that your quarterback is aimlessly throwing interceptions and your running back is coughing up the football uh, on the first play of the game and and putting you in in a tougher situation. Josh Allen looked horrible throughout the game last night. I mean, you see that uh, Diggs' brother is out there tweeting, 14's got to get out of there. Wouldn't he be Diggs as well? Yeah, it's Diggs' brother still. Okay, again, you. (laughs) Always nitpicking me. Um, I just think that Buffalo could be a sinking ship. I, I just think that this could... 
As much as it was one thing to say, hey, they're still good. They're going to turn it around early in the season, especially losing the opener. They keep they keep floundering around where they could screw around and not make the playoffs. That was my next one. <laughs> I mean, I thought about it too, off. yeah. I think they're going to miss it, man. I yeah. think they're going to miss it, and I'll just let's just keep rolling. McDermott's getting fired. I think it's a good possibility. <laughs> I, here. <laughs> I think it's like they're going to they fired the OC. They're going to miss the playoffs. Josh Allen's overrated. Sean McDermott's getting fired. Yeah, it could all fall apart there. The Buffalo they have the oldest roster in the NFL. Yeah, they runs over. All in. Like like what if they do that? Allen is overrated. They fire McDermott. Uh, the Diggs brother that's there he demands a trade. Like it could all fall apart. In Buffalo, rather quickly. Von Miller's gone. Von Miller's gone. gone. And their new stadium's about to open. I know. Is, is this the first year of it? No, I think, I, I think I it's about to open. I think it's about to open. So, like, it could all crumble before I, they're even in the I, stadium. I, and they're about to be the fourth place Bills again, the oh, bottom of the barrel. man. I almost feel bad for it, but then I remember they're the Bills. All right, what do you have next? Either one of you guys. Well, I was going to do Sean McDermott's getting All right, Blankers, you got another one? I have one here off the, uh, off the top of the – that I, actually was my first one, but – Josh Allen stole my thunder. There should be cameras in the NFL on every single boundary. There should be one on the both goal lines. There should be one on the back end of the end zone. There should be on the pylons looking up the field so you can see both sidelines. There should be cameras everywhere. And the NFL doesn't even have to pay for this. How do they not have to pay for this? Because they put it on the networks. The networks yeah. You want to put? You want to give me a billion dollars to carry the games? Cool. I'll take the billion dollars. But here are the prerequisites that we need as a partner with you. We need the cameras everywhere. Ba- boundaries. Every boundary. Sideline. End zone. End of end zone. Everywhere you can put a camera, there should be a camera for boundary calls. Well, here's the thing. I was watching the game the other night, and then I saw Mina Kimes on a different angle say... I want to see more plays from this angle. It was an above angle when Kyler Murray was scrambling around. And you could say, well, they could do that. But the thing that was really driving me nuts, I forget which game I was watching. I was It was on the red zone or whatever. The first down marker. There should be one, and they should be able to get solid angles, especially if they're going to the booth. They could not get a solid angle from the low first down marker to find out that the ball crossed the 44-yard the, the line to get a key first down. And it's like, how do you not have that shot? With how accessible cameras are these days, with they're making commercials about how you can use your iPhone to shoot movies now. Mm-hmm. You don't think it's not it's quality enough to have a small camera on each first down marker just so that you can get the angle you need for New York or whoever's making the call? It's baffling. That sounds like a cash to me. Oh, absolutely cash. Oh, it's an easy cash. It's like they they wanted to add replay, but they don't go all the way in. Like like they, you have all these camera angles, but then that you could easily have, and then they just don't use them. It makes no sense the way it's the, NFL the same thing with baseball, times. and even it's not just in the playoffs. There's enough with the networks and everything that they do. There should be one on the on the wall, on the foul lines, on every different angle when you're watching sports, yeah. so that you don't. They keep saying their their whole goal is to get everything right. Well, get it right by having the ability to see everything. MLB Network has a MLB cam in every ballpark that like they'll go to on MLB Network, mm-hmm. and it's like in center field, and it's always on. Why aren't those in the foul poles of every ballpark? You never turn them off. Yep, great question. Like, what are we doing? Uh, I got one more. All right, Frank Reich's a one and done. Ooh, it's in a Carolina. Good one. Yeah, Ooh. I'm gonna trash it. Trash. I, I, I think with his resume and with a young quarterback and no offensive line, they're gonna give him at least one more year. What's his resume? He won a Super Bowl as an OC. Whenever Doug Peterson was the offensive mind. But he took Nick Foles when his best quarterback got hurt, still got him to a Super Bowl. He's regarded as an offensive mind. I, I, you know, I think he probably got the shaft in, in Indy, but that was because his general manager, Chris Ballard, kept bringing in veteran quarterbacks and said, here, make it work. 
and some of those guys couldn't work well enough in terms of their body functioning to be able to do what he wanted them to do. I think one and done for a guy that just got his quarterback with a bad offensive line, I think it's too soon. I think Frank Reich sucks. He's 41 and 42 as a head coach. He's Frank mid. I mean, I mean the reports are that the ownership group is not happy. Like, I think he's one and done, honestly. He's, he's, it does not look good. Yeah, I, I think they're going to do something bold because that's Bobby, the way this. Bobby, Bobby's going to go run Carolina. That would upset me. That would upset me, too. He could too. take a lot of jobs, but going to work with Bryce Young after the success he had with CJ would bum me out. What does they say on uh, King of the Hill? Dang it, Bobby. Why don't you push it for Benny instead of Bobby? I'm going to be honest. That surprises me, Jeremy. I just know the... I don't okay. watch that show. <laughs> I, I, don't, like, I don't watch cartoons. I didn't feel like um, King of the Hill I just, was in your... I, I know of the of the saying. Okay. I know the line. I, I, don't, I don't think I've watched a full episode of King of the Hill. Let's push Benny over Bobby. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Benny in Chicago. You want you want Benny you, you want you want Benny in, in in Chicago. Yeah, Drake May, Ben Benny Johnson. I'm happy, man. Oh, let's hammer through a couple of these uh, texts for Cash or Trash. Ocho Trey McBride will catch at least one touchdown pass versus the Texans on Sunday. Cash or Trash. Cash. I'm going to cash it too. He had like 15 targets with Kyler this past week. I like him. He didn't. He, did player. he not? Didn't he? He's the first Arizona tight end to go for over 100 yards receiving since 1989. Really? Since 1989. Sheesh. That means they have had some horse bleep tight ends. No kidding. That's a. That's a, that was unbelievable when they said that. Cash or trash, Ochos. Uh, I'll cash it. Josh from, uh, Josh from Seabrook. They stopped calling pass interference on underthrown passes. They should stop calling. They should. They haven't. So I, I'll trash the fact that they haven't yet. No, no, no. They should. Oh, He's well, asking should. your opinion. Cash it, yeah. I cash that too. I cash don't like I'll that cash call. It. I don't. I don't like. I'm a big fan of that. That's a good one, Josh. I think Seabrook. they should. They should be more in, in overall PIs. They have. They they don't pay enough attention to an uncatchable football. Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, I agree with that too. Eric Bieniemy has Sam Howell leading the league in passing. He should get another look at head coaching job. Cash or trash? Trash. He hadn't had one, right? Yeah, he hasn't got one yet. I don't know why, but if he hadn't gotten one yet, one year would that. Doing that with Sam Howell is not enough to get him a coach. I think it's plenty. Yeah, I'm going to cash it too. Give give that man a coaching job. He deserves it. Two eight three three. Alpi makes the All Star team. Cash or trash? Cash. Cash it. All right, I'm going to cash it too. All right, let's get to some NFL overreactions. What are the crazy overreactions they're saying around the internet? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five. Oh, something that I'm cashing is the greatness that is Gentle Ben. It's a great pleasure of mine to tell you all about Gentle Ben for a variety of reasons. At the top of that list, I believe what I say. Gentle Ben is the best. Whether it's the vodka, best in the state, the gin, best in the market, or the bourbon, the double platinum winner at the prestigious Ascot Awards. Gentle Ben uses their innovative, revolutionary technology that eliminates impurities for the cleanest, smoothest spirits you'll ever taste. Smooth, clean, eliminates the burn. Don't labor through your drink. Enjoy it. Savor it. You can do that with Gentle Ben. You know what's not in Gentle Ben? Gluten. No, gluten's not in Gentle Ben, but Gentle Ben isn't going to brag about that, though, like some other places, because all spirits are naturally gluten-free. If you're going to a Rockets game soon, stop by Ben's Bar on your way to your seats. Try some Gentle Ben there. Ask for it at your favorite restaurant, your favorite bar. Head to the Gentle Ben tasting room. Or if you're lazy bones like Joe, just head to GentleBen.com. You can order Gentle Ben straight from the website. you know that? GentleBen.com. Plug it in now. Go order some spirits, some vodka, some gin, some bourbon straight from GentleBin.com. GentleBin Spirits makes the perfect holiday gift for friends, family, and your best customers. They'll love what's not in our spirits, too. Give GentleBin this holiday season. GentleBin, the holiday spirits. Welcome back 
to the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5. Killer Bees are also known as Africanized Bees. And we all know there's nothing Africanized about these two guys. It's Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham. He's Blank, I'm Branham. Uh, it's not accurate, Spencer. We know that. You know that. We all know that. 713-780-3776. Uh, he's Blank, I'm Branham. What are some of these overreactions that everybody's talking about around the NFL today? We don't do around the NFL on this show. But we'll talk about overreactions that people are saying around the NFL. Uh, the 49ers are back to being the NFC favorites. Disagree. I disagree. Eagles, Eagles for you? I think the Eagles, for me, as much as I've been on the 49ers bandwagon even coming into this season, I think the Eagles, for me, because I still don't think they've peaked. I think that they're so talented. And the fact that Jalen Carter has fit right in. And, and that they still haven't played their best football. And they still only have one loss. And they're rolling through the league. And Hurts has been hurt, and he hasn't been himself. And yet, with those receivers, with a really good offensive line, with all the talent that they have on both sides of the football, the fact that there's still a chance that they could get better, and they're going to have home field throughout, and Philly's a tough place to play as well, I think the, I think the Eagles are the, the favorite in the NFC. I feel like the 49ers beat the Eagles. Do you? Why? Yeah, because they're better. I think they're a better football <clears throat> team. I think they have a better... Offense now, Eagles have a better quarterback. So I think Purdy I think showed 40, a little if, bit of. If Purdy doesn't get hurt in that game last year, do they win? I think they do. There you go. I really do. There you go. That's why I still. But I think it's I have the different 49ers. because of the fact that both teams enhance their defense. You don't know what you're going to get out of Chase Young in San Francisco, but you already have seen what you're getting out of Carter, and. I really believe that front seven is devastating for the Eagles to do whatever San Francisco throws at them. I think the difference for me is the quarterback, and I would take Hertz over Purdy right now. Yeah, Hertz is better than Purdy. I, I just think the 49ers are overall a better football team, and I, I like their coaching staff more, too. Maybe that's ignorant on that's my fair. part, but I like Shanahan more than mm-hmm. I like Sirianni. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that if uh, Purdy doesn't get hurt in that game last year, they win. Now, you go into Philadelphia late in the like in, in an NFC championship yep. game, like maybe that's the ultimate neutralizer. Uh, but I still like San Francisco more. It wasn't when San Francisco went to Lambeau. I can testify to that. What do you mean? San Francisco can play in bad weather. Yeah, I don't really buy into the bad weather stuff. Like, so I, you're just saying from a like a home field advantage with rowdy fans yeah, and raucous. The, yeah, okay. the fact that they're playing at home, like – I thought you were referencing the weather. No, I'm, I mean, the weather comes into play, uh-huh. but what if Philadelphia has a bunch of soft dudes that can't play in weather? Like, they're not all of a sudden going to learn how to play in weather because they're putting on a uniform that says Philadelphia on it. Like, I just, I'm not a big, old weather kind of guy. I was until I saw the Packers pee down their leg in multiple occasions. It wasn't Mike Vick the first one that did that? Oh, sure was. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was in awesome that game. in that game. All four AFC North teams will reach... The play. Actually, where were you at now, Joe? Who's your favorite? Uh, I, le- I lean 49ers because. Should just, we pander to Dallas fans? Man, like looking at the. No. Like, just the little impact and the couple plays we saw where Chase Young and, and Bosa were getting after the quarterback at the same time. That's a nasty combo. Are we being disrespectful to Detroit? I, I don't think so. You got to win a playoff game first before you deserve to be in this conversation, I think. Jared Goff, to me, has a lot of Kirk Cousins. I think Number I believe, one quarterback in the NFL. I, I believe in him as a, According a, to Pro as a regular Focus. season quarterback. I think he's he's convinced me of a lot of things since he's got to Detroit. I don't see I mean, him. He's, in got, the, he's got as many Super Bowl wins as Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts, and he's I, been I, to I as many that. Super Bowls. I know he's been to Actually, he, yeah. I was, Sean McVay did a whole hell of a lot for him there. He's been to more than Purdy, yeah. Uh, all four AFC North teams will reach the playoffs. No way. I don't think the Steelers do. Uh-huh. I, just I don't think the Ravens do. 
I think. Oh wow! They're in first place. They're in first place, Joe. I just don't. I don't. There's something about them I don't buy. They got three like, losses. You don't right? like Lamar, do you? They're they seven have, and three. Yeah. They don't have the Pittsburgh ma- six and three. Cleveland six and three. Cincy five and four. Cincy's in last. Like, they just they don't have the magic that like for some reason Pittsburgh does. Like Pittsburgh makes no sense. They've been outgained in all nine games they've played this year, yardage wise, and they're six and three. I can't explain it. But, like they just keep winning, but Lamar keeps choking. Yeah, I don't think that all four make it. I think they're going to cannibalize themselves. Uh, Cincinnati right now would be the odd team out. Also, the Texans might be the ultimate wild card in all of this because the Texans have tiebreakers on Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. So the Texans could be the team that ruins this for the AFC North if it's one of those teams that's tied for the Texans, like for the final wild card spot. And they could and Cleveland. I really and Cleveland on, yeah. on the I docket just, still. I just think Pittsburgh's the odd team out. I do. I don't think Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh's the worst team. Yep. But they just can they luck away. their way? Like I, I don't I think said it yesterday. I mean, kudos to Tomlin and the fact that with smoke and mirrors, they looked horrible here. And they I know the Texans had some, yeah, I, I just I don't get it. They got two guys that can rush the passer and, and, and one guy at safety. And their offense looks just like a whole nothing burger. <laughs> They're well coached, though. Tomlin wins games, man. man. He wins games with inferior talent. They, they, their entire city is like chanting to fire their offensive coordinator every week. Well, they shouldn't. Yeah, he's terrible. Uh, Dak Prescott's the best quarterback in the NFC. I, I'm going to say no because I think he is, his biggest games are coming such, against such inferior opponents. Who's better? I was just thinking, think who's better? Jaylen. Is it Hurts? I think Hurts is better. Is yeah. uh, is Jared Goff better? Yeah, I don't know. Yes. I think Goff's better. I'm gonna say Goff. <laughs> We're gonna I, I can't be Arlington convinced. Arlington Al is about to call. I'm out. gonna go NFC quarterbacks. It's number one is Hurts. Number two is Goff this year, and then number three would be Dak. I'd probably put Dak in my top three. Like, there's no one else. Like, I, oh, Brock Purdy's having a good year. I don't think Purdy's as talented no. though. Yeah, he, I can't. His last two games before this last one were so bad. I'm I'm not a Purdy believer. Yeah. Long term. I'll give Dak third. I mean, no. <laughs> Carr got hurt. You have uh, Baker. You have Bryce. And you have uh, who's the other team I'm missing there? Um, oh, who is uh, it? well, Jameis Winston took over for Carr. Yeah. You have Bryce, Bryce Young. They're in who? last place. You have Baker Mayfield. No, he said and then you have uh, Ritter Heineke. Oh, Atlanta. That's yeah. what we were missing. Yeah, we're missing Atlanta. Yeah, there's no one in the NFC North no, with no. Kirk Cousins out. So, like, I think Dak's three. Yeah, Dak's three. I'll go with that. All right, we already talked about the Kyler Murray starting quarterback for Arizona. Mentioned that earlier in the show. I mean, literally, it, it, the timing couldn't be worse for the Texans because he's back to doing Kyler things. That I mean, that 60-some yards scrambled to get 20 yards when they needed it, and maybe he has studied some film. Ooh, here's a good one. Dennis Allen should be fired as Saints head coach. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think they can do better. I think they can, too. I think they can do better. Maybe an offensive they got guy a tough, draft lot, the quarterback. They got another, that's another team that could be making some decisions to maybe push the reset button. Yeah, but they, they paid him a lot of money. I don't think Carr is that bad. They're, I think he's yeah. very mediocre. But I'm just saying overall as a franchise. Oh, they yeah. spent a boatload of money on defense, right? They've got Jameis, and they've got Carr, who they're spending money for, and someone's got to go there. They've got Kamara, who's aged quickly, and they're paying. they got, you know, Mike Mike Thomas can't keep his nose out of trouble. can't stay healthy. Orcs now he's in trouble. Olave's a stud, though. He is great. If he doesn't get the Someone's ball. got to get him the football. Yeah, he doesn't get the ball. I, I think that's it's more. I don't think that's quarterback. I think, think that's scheme. Offensive I think coordinator? it's scheme. Yeah. yeah, I think it's scheme. That Jameis Winston touchdown from 
Sunday was wild. It was. Where he was like on the opposite, like the left side of the field. He threw it all the way to the opposite end zone. It was And you were bizarre. expecting it to get picked. It's, it worked. It's, it's Seamus Winston it will next one-on-one. Time. Yeah, next one is a pick six. It's like that Russ pass time. last night on fourth down and two. It looked like it had no chance of going anywhere. And then after further review, it's a touchdown. Because yeah. Sutton made one hell of a play that with his feet. That catch was incredible. Yeah. I've got to... Um... Last uh, last week, Lamont accused me of, of stealing people's stuff. I'm actually going to do that next. I'm going to bop Paul Gallant's question. What's the ceiling for the Texans? 713-780-3776. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Guys, we got a lot of action in the NFL coming up, including a big one tomorrow night in the AFC that you're going to want to watch. There's going to be a lot of games that as you're watching them, you wish you could even get more invested by possibly putting some money down. That's why I tell you to go to mybookie.ag. Mybookie.ag is the best place to put your money down because they take care of their customers in a variety of ways, and they do it every single day. They're doing it right now again with a match bonus. If you remember our bonus code, which is bet975, and you put that in whenever they need a code or when you put money into your account, like right now if you go to mybookie.ag and start setting one up if you've never been there before, at a certain point they're going to ask you to put in a code. When you put in the code bet975, if you put anything from $50 to $1,000 in, they're going to double what you put in, and it's going to happen instantaneously. So say you put 100 bucks in. Now all of a sudden you got 200 instantly in your account. More money in your account, more money you can bet with, more games you can bet on, and more chances you can win. And by the way, they take care of you better than that too because they have all kinds of crazy odds and different ways that you can get them. They have ways where you can bet on every game that's going on, including in-game betting. That means that you can actually try and hedge your bets. If you're not doing well early or in the, at the start of a game, but you feel like something's coming on in the second half, there's ways you can get it done. And when there's no games going on, there are live dealers standing by. You can play casino games like poker and blackjack. It's absolutely fantastic because they aim to please, and their biggest target is making sure the customer is happy. Check them out right now. Go to mybookie.ag. Put in the promo code BET975 and start reaping the benefits of being with the company that's been in business for over a decade that ain't going anywhere and needs there is your cash. It's safe and secure. And when you want it out, you can get it. And when it's there, you need it. You can bet on it. And it's with you in your account because it's mybookie.ag. Tell them I sent you by. They are great people. Go to mybookie.ag and use that promo code BET975.